You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel on Thursday, December the 1st. This is Mark Weiss with the top news at this hour. The security establishment is preparing for a possible escalation in hostilities that might include rocket fire out of the Gaza Strip in the aftermath of the death of two senior Islamic Jihad operatives last night. One of the three people who were arrested in the same operation had been planning to commit a large-scale terrorist attack against Israelis. He may have been involved in assembling the car bomb that exploded last week near an IDF position in Mavod Dotan. No one was injured in that incident. Two Islamic Jihad field commanders were killed in the exchange of fire that erupted in Vadi Burkin near Jenin. Several other people were injured by the gunfire. Islamic Jihad threatened to retaliate for the killings, and Hamas declared a general strike today in Jenin. Outgoing Prime Minister Yair Lapid praised security forces for last night's operation, in which Islamic Jihad activist Mohammed Ayman Saadi was killed. Lapid said the operation was an example of his government's uncompromising stance in the war on terror. Meanwhile, Hamas's military wing test-fired three rockets into the Mediterranean Sea. The group said the test was part of its programme to improve its missile capabilities. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, announced that it has discovered a man-made cavity underneath a school in Gaza, describing the excavation a breach of law and a threat to children and staff. The organisation said it does not know which organisation is responsible for digging the tunnel. The UN General Assembly voted yesterday in favour of holding a commemorative event to honour the 75th Nakba Day, the Palestinian term for Israel's establishment, which translates as catastrophe. The vote was 90 to 30, with 47 abstentions. The US, Canada, Australia and the United Kingdom were amongst those opposed to the move. Most of the European Union countries also rejected the motion, except for Cyprus, which supported the measure. Israel's ambassador to the UN, Gilad Erdan, described the vote as a disgrace. Progress has been made in talks between the Likud and the religious Zionist party. The two sides are closing the gaps between on the main issues of contention between Likud chair Benjamin Netanyahu and religious Zionist party chair Betzelel Smotrich. The outstanding issue that needs to be cited is the subject of illegal West Bank outposts. The emerging agreement is expected to stipulate that the existing settlements are to be, sorry, the existing outposts are to be hooked up to the water supply and electricity grid within two months, and settlements built without permits on state land are to be legalised within a year. The process will apparently need approval from a Knesset committee to be controlled by the Prime Minister-designate Netanyahu, but the pledge to take that action in principle and setting a timeline for completing the process is to be put in writing. The Prime Minister's office is planning to spend hundreds of thousands of shekels 
to renovate Netanyahu's private home in Jerusalem to make it suitable for the Prime Minister-elect and his family to live in. Local residents are strongly opposed to the project, which will see the construction of security booths and toilets that will reduce the size of the sidewalk by more than half. The Prime Minister's office said it had been charged by the Israel Security Agency to provide security to the Prime Minister and they would not discuss the matter in the media. The weather. Slightly hot for the time of year today. Maximum temperatures, Jerusalem 19, Tel Aviv and Haifa 22, Ilat 27 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the English Public Broadcasting Corporation.